Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to episode 137 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to make 2023 your best running year yet. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational and let the marathon running podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond hey runners and happy new years so is this coming out just after the new year yes so we're recording cool. it two days prior to well no actually tomorrow is new year's eve i know yeah, and so this is coming out Monday, so it'll be January 2nd, and this post podcast will be a year old, this episode. <laughs> it'll come out next year. It'll come out next year, that's right. So we're Ryan and Letty, we host a weekly marathon running podcast, and we try to bring interesting subjects to you. Lately, it's been a little bit more difficult for us because of all the traveling and vacation and school kids, but we promise that... Our resolution is to bring you maybe some fresh new content about injuries and training, hopefully in the future. You need to find some good people to interview. You're usually really good at that. Yes, I'm back on it. I'm going to get back on my A game as soon as school starts back up. And um, well, let's start with today. So we're going to talk about how to make 2023 your best running year yet. So let's talk about what a best running year entails because what's best to me is not necessarily best to you when it comes to running. Um, I'm one of those people, I just really enjoy running. I don't have a problem running slow sometimes, but I know that's not, um, you know, everybody's choice. So Ryan, what do you think are some uh, goals that people have when it comes to running? Yeah, some people like to run streaks. Like number of days. Some people like to run like number of marathons or races. Some people are competing for time and training really hard to get faster. And other people just run to run. And there's probably more too. That's just a few. Yeah, that's right. Um, especially if you, you know, running your first marathon, like hint, hint, you will be hopefully this year. I guess it is my for first. Your, it is. Not yeah. my first half. I've run half marathons and other stuff, but first marathon, yes. All right. So, Ryan, before we start this, what's your number one tip for runners out there coming from someone that is currently now training for his first marathon? Well, one tip I would have for all the New Year's resolutioners, because you always hear about everyone wanting to run, go to the gym, do exercise. And usually the gyms are packed. Everything else is full right at the beginning of the year. And then, because I used to go to the gym all the time, you know, in college and other stuff. And then after that first month, it just drops off. And it just keeps going down for a while as people give up. And so I think um, 
as with any exercise, including running, sometimes it can seem harder and harder at first, even though you're doing your training and you're sticking with it. And eventually it will get, it does get easier, but if you give up before it gets easier, you may miss out on a good 2023. I love it. So what do you think your goal should be for your half marathon? I'm sorry, for your full marathon, for your first marathon? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe four hours or so because we did uh, a half and pretty easily in two hours. So. so you do have a time goal, but it's not an aggressive time goal at all. You're just trying to finish it, basically. Yeah, no, I, just, I, I don't really want to try to race it. I just want to try to enjoy it. Yeah, but you know what? Cool when you're see. trained, you can also enjoy it very much. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so most people's goals, kind of like with you two, is a time goal. It's the most common. And so for that reason, we're probably going to talk about what are some good races out there because, you know, when you are trying to get a PR, you have to take into consideration what time of the year you're going to run. You're going to take into consideration what type of course it is. Are there hills? Is it downhill? So I've actually made a list of runs or marathons that we're going to talk about towards the end of this episode um, that are not including the world major marathons because most of them you have to either get into some crazy lottery or charity. So we're going to talk about some races in the United States that are good, fast marathons. But before we get there, let's talk about um, some other things we need to do to make sure that we have a good running year. So I think you should, you know, to have a good running year, you should have a plan. Even if it's like a loose plan, I think a plan's a good idea. Because if you make your New Year's resolution to run a marathon and the first day you've ever started running, you go for 26 miles, you're probably going to get injured and then you'll probably have a bad running year. But if you pace yourself and have a, at least a loose plan of some sort, you know, and gradually get into it, it doesn't have to be like a specific training plan. I think that would help. What did you say? What are your your thoughts on that? I completely agree with that. I think you should sit down, well, if you're single, sit down with yourself <laughs> and think about the stuff that's going on in your life. Or if you're in a relationship, in a partnership, if you've got kids, you have to sit down and figure out what is going on in this year because most of us don't train in a vacuum. Most of us are unfortunately not sponsored professional runners where we can just run all the time. So we have to evaluate what's going on with work. We have to evaluate what's going on with life. Are we planning on having more children? Are we, do we have any significant, um, travel plans? Does your spouse have something going on that needs to be paid attention to that you have to travel for or that causes some time restrictions? And yeah, like I said, so you just sit down as a family or, you know, with yourself or whoever and, Talk about your goals because like what you said uh, is your goals are tangible. They're movable. Um, it's nice to plan ahead. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think um, you're more likely to set yourself up for success if you have um, some idea of when you're going to run or when you have availability and how you're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. So another uh, thing that's important to do to have a good running year is goal setting. But in order to set goals, you kind of have to check in with yourself and see where you are right now. Have you recently run a lot or have you not? Um, where is your health? So that way you can be a little bit more realistic. So along those same lines, like if even if you do a write a plan down it doesn't have to be permanent and never changing you know i'm 
one that doesn't like to pigeonhole myself into something because I have to be at work at a certain time. I have to you know, have all these regulations that I'm always like under. So when I want to enjoy something, I want to just relax and I don't want to have too much regimen. And so um, just remember that like you can always just change it, but it still helps to have some type of base outline or form just that you can set yourself up for success. So that makes me ask you the question because I know that um, you, well, we've downloaded the Hal Higdon training plan for you on on your phone and it it has a little structure to it, you know, four days of running. So how do you, how do you feel about that? Because you're basically coming from like running a run a month to going for a marathon plan. It's not like I'm doing couch potato to marathon. Like I do lots of other activities. It's just doesn't have to be, it doesn't always specifically involve running like that, like on a street in a straight line. <laughs> so it's a little bit different, but I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I think um, it might become a problem when they're longer runs. I think the shorter runs I don't necessarily will have a problem with because it's like you can fit it in. You know, it's a short bit of time. It's not that big of a deal, but we'll see. You know, um, it's kind of funny because my running coach used to run really fast. So running 20 miles for him was like an hour and a half. <laughs> that hour and a half is still a long time though. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a longer ish time, but yeah, I can, I can see that. So I know you're really active and that brings me back to the whole self evaluation that I was talking about earlier when you are goal setting, you know, for you to set a goal, we could be a little bit more aggressive because it's not like you ran track in college, but you are constantly active. You're playing volleyball, you're foil boarding, you're using your body a lot. So when you do, and this is to the listener, when you do your um, evaluation, then just be a little bit realistic, make a goal um, that you can achieve because otherwise it it just doesn't make you feel good. It's like running an untrained 5K and expecting to PR. It just doesn't feel good. All right. So with that, let's hop into some goal setting strategies. I think one of the best um, goal setting strategies is just having like getting a running training plan. I think one of the most important things that you had talked about in prior episodes too is injury prevention. And that includes anyone. Um, if you, you know, if you, have a training plan. Typically, it'll give you a better outline as to where to start and not to start too quickly. I think it's important because your body, like your muscles and other things tend to grow faster than the ligaments and tendons and they take longer to strengthen and become less injury prone. So I think if you hopefully follow a plan, you'll be less likely to, to get injured or have pain or have issues. The bones, the ligaments, tendons typically take a little longer to strengthen or, you know, than say your muscles and even maybe your, your cardiovascular fitness. Um, so it's always just good to like, to work into it at a more, I guess, constant and predictable pace as opposed to just rushing in and being a weekend warrior type of thing. That's right. So make sure that you get on some kind of training plan. You can get a coach or an online training plan. Um, you know, there's a lot of them everywhere. You can find reviews and then just see what's a good fit for you. And a lot of the online training programs are just free and you can kind of mix and match them together a bit if you want just to like find something that works for you. But at least if you have something, it kind of gives you, I think, a better chance of success. 
Absolutely. And so another thing about goal setting is set goals that make you happy, but that are also realistic. So if you used to run track in college and now you're barely running and you're in your forties, then make peace with the fact that, you know, maybe it's time for some other good times, quote unquote. Maybe you can make a goal for a master PR. Make sure they're realistic. If it's realistic for you that you're going to go out there and win the races, then go plan and do that. But if it's not, then try to find happiness in other aspects of running. Along those lines, you could try to like watch some races to get some motivation. Or if you feel unmotivated, like watch some of the marathons, you know, if marathon finishes, you know, get interested or get involved with the technology and the shoes and the equipment. Spend maybe a little bit on getting some nice clothes or get get stuff that you'd make you excited to go running oh i mean i might go all out <laughs> if you're training hard then get the alpha flies if you have to um because they're gonna make your run so much more enjoyable to have these light bouncy shoes on your on your feet if you know if that's what you're into um running is not a very expensive hobby Of course, once you get into running the six majors all over the world, that kind of changes. But in itself, running is probably a lot cheaper than golfing or, you know, other things. <laughs> all right. So with that said, let's talk about what we promised we are going to talk about. Let's find some good races, um, create yourself a calendar and think what month are you going to be ready for the distance. And with that, um, let's talk about a variety of races. So we found a few good fast races in the USA. So you have listed on here Mesa Marathon, Mesa, Arizona. The Sprouts Mesa Marathon, sometimes called the Phoenix Marathon, is a fast net downhill point-to-point -point course which drops nearly a thousand feet from start to finish. The course and favorable running weather make this a favorite race among those seeking a PR or BQ, personal record or Boston qualifier, right? That's right. So there you have it. Number one for February, we have the Mesa Marathon. For number two, I guess they're not in any order. They're just listed in monthly order. Another fast marathon is the A1A Marathon in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, taking place in February, uh, February 19th this year. And why run it? It's a flat and scenic marathon. You'll feel the ocean breezes and see the palm trees as you as you run along one of the most famous roads in America. The race features plenty of on-course entertainment, a beach-themed finisher medal, and a post-beach party with food, beverages, beer, and live music. And Vanilla Ice will be there. Why, is he from there? His famous song, A1A, Beachfront Avenue. Oh, man, I remember that now. That's when I didn't speak English that well. So it's That's for all the, the older people because no one else will know who that is even. So the next one you have here is Sugarloaf Marathon. The Sugarloaf Marathon is consistently one of the fastest courses and produces a high percentage of Boston Marathon qualifiers. Oh, and the date of the race is Sunday, Feb Sunday, May 14, 23. The first five miles of the point-to-point -point Sugarloaf Marathon course are flat. Miles 5 to 10 are rolling hills with a steady two-mile climb at mile 8. 
And the last 16 miles are downhill. The course starts in Eustis, I think that's, I don't know how to pronounce that. Travels through <laughs> Carabasset Valley and ends in Kingfield. That's right. Did you say what country that is? It's in the country of USA. <laughs> but it's in the state and city of Kingfield, Maine. All right, so next up we have the Rite Aid Cleveland Marathon in no other place than Cleveland, Ohio. It takes place on May 21st, 2023, and this course is relatively flat and, um, according to the website, not boring. The marathon route goes past the Cleveland Brown Stadium, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Lake Erie. It's in mid-May, as I mentioned, and um, so that way, you know, it kind of keeps you still cool. So the next one on your list is Mountains to Beach Marathon on May 21-23 in Ventura, California. So why run it? The Mountain to Beach Marathon is one of the fastest marathon courses in the United States. This point-to-point race winds through Ventura River Valley and as it makes its way to the beautiful beaches of Ventura, runners will love that 18 of the first 20 miles have a net downhill of over 700 feet which is primed to make you faster but not hurt the knees. After a six-mile pancake flat tour of Ventura, runners and their families retreated to the finish line party only steps away from the surf and shops and restaurants of historic downtown Ventura. So the next one up that we have is a Newport Marathon that takes place on June 3rd, 2023 in Newport, Oregon. The Newport Marathon starts at about 60 feet above sea level and has few gently rolling hills through a residential neighborhood. The steepest hill you'll encounter is 40 feet at mile four. The flat marathon route hugs the Jaquina Bay I hope I didn't mispronounce that, for much of the race, providing you with stunning views of the water. Make sure that you register early because there is a limit for this marathon to keep it small and fun. The next marathon is your grandma's marathon, or (laughs) otherwise grandma's marathon. (laughs) Your grandma's marathon. (laughs) It's on June 17, 23. And it's in the summer, but fortunately, it's in Duluth, Minnesota, which is very far north and could still be hot at that time, though. Why run it? Grandma's Marathon is ideal for first-time participants as the train is relatively flat with some gentle rolling hills and a larger incline just before mile 22. The race is in June, but because it's in Minnesota, the weather is usually cool. So this is going to officially be announced to be Ryan's backup marathon. If we don't go to Stockholm because of your work, then this falls on the weekend. It's on a Saturday. I don't think I'll be doing a Saturday marathon when I have to work on Friday. I hate to break it to you. I mean, you can get sick. People get sick. (laughs) It's not going to happen. All right. So the next marathon that I found that is also super great and not a world major is the Wine Glass Marathon taking place on October 1st in Corning, New York. Why run it? It's held in beautiful upstate New York. The Wine Glass Marathon yields one of the highest percentage of runners qualifying for the Boston Marathon. The course is flat, except for a few very small hills and provides gorgeous views of the fall foliage. The race starts at about 1,050 feet above sea level and finishes 26.2 miles later at an elevation of roughly 940 feet. Next up is another New York marathon, the Mohawk Hudson River Marathon, October 8, 
2023 in Albany, New York. Why run it? Running Times Magazine calls the Mohawk Hudson River Marathon one of the fastest marathon routes in the country. The course generally follows the Mohawk River, including 13 miles of paved bike trails, then proceeds to the Hudson River, utilizing five miles of bike trails. There is a net elevation loss of 370 feet. There's just one uphill between miles 12 and 13. The race is limited to 800 participants, so that it's less crowded, possibly. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? That's something you would like. Yeah, I like the less crowded ones. It already doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> it's too small. <laughs> too small. Not enough crowding in people. Yeah. Another marathon that is also in October is the Bay State Marathon taking place on October 15th of this year in Lowell, Lowell, Massachusetts. Oh, that's a mouthful. So, um, much of the run goes around the Merrimack River or along the Merrimack River, not around it. And it's held in mid-October when the running temperatures are ideal. And this one is also limited to 2,000 um, participants and sells out quickly. So we've moved on to Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Marathon on November 19, 2023. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Why run it? If you're looking for a fast, big city marathon experience but don't want to deal with the crowds, the Philadelphia Marathon may be a good option for you. The mostly fat course and almost guaranteed late November cool temperatures make a good combination for fast race times. That's a cool one. And then last but not least, a very popular marathon. Um... That is not a lottery entry, but just signing up is a CIM, California International Marathon, taking place in December every year in Sacramento, California. So the CIM Marathon is hailed as the fastest course in the West as it starts at 366 feet above sea level and finishes at the state capitol at an elevation of 26 feet. And, um, you know, because it's in December, average daytime temperatures are in the mid fifties and the running conditions are supposedly always great. Uh, it's open for the first 7,000 runners. So you got to register before it fills up. So, you know, not a huge marathon, but a hugely popular marathon is, is this one, the CIM, our last one on the list. And if you're not into marathons, one of the techniques that you've been doing recently is, Thinking about local races, like if you want to do a 5K or other stuff, sometimes, you know, the local races are the ones that maybe not as advertised or publicized. You could potentially win, which helps your motivation or just do better at, you know, you could get a place like first to whatever place or win a prize or especially with a lot of the smaller races that are in smaller towns. I guess if you're local in LA, that's not necessarily a small town, but a lot of the smaller races are still divvied up between age groups. So if you're in one of those age groups, there might not be a lot of people. You could still do really well. Yes. And I think that's some really wonderful advice because it's always also nice to incorporate, uh, if you're running a marathon, shorter races into your training. So you don't have to taper down for them. You don't have to take time off to really focus on them, but you can kind of use them as part of your training and, um, you know, get some, get some quality miles in basically. So hopefully. People will have a good year of running and 
they can post about it. Letty's going to tell you where. And that way we can vicariously live through all the people having fun. Yes, you can join our running group on Facebook where we have conversations daily with other runners and post our runs and keep each other motivated. And you can also tag us in your Instagram. We are at running podcast and we love hearing your stories. Yes, that's definitely the best part is hearing people's experiences and hearing if it helped any of the stuff we do helped. That's always the best part. Yep. So with that, again, we wish you a happy new year and stick with your goals and tell us about it. Have a happy week of running. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.